Before we jump into today's episode, I just want to give you a little heads up that the audio quality isn't as good as I'd like it to be. This is a throwback episode. We recorded it, I believe, in 2012, 2013. We were sitting outside. We were sitting next to a water feature. We did not have microphones. There was a little wind noise. So I'm so sorry that the audio quality is not as good as I'd normally like it to be. So thanks for understanding. Let's go to the show. You're listening to the Inside Study Abroad podcast, episode number 53. Welcome to the Inside Study Abroad podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Roberts. In this show, we explore the world of international education and meaningful travel with some fascinating guests, a little friendly debate, and a whole lot of practical advice. Let's get going. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Inside Study Abroad podcast. Today, I am bringing you a throwback interview with my friend, Rich Kurtzman, founder and executive director of Barcelona Study Abroad Experience. Now, this was an interview we did way back in the day. It was actually, yeah, it's a little embarrassing. It was it was 2000, we're going to call it 2012, something like that. <laughs> but it was a while ago that we recorded this episode, but I thought it, it, since it only lived on the YouTube channel, I thought I would bring it over here to the podcast feed and you could get reintroduced to Rich and his story and the, how he got started with Barcelona Study Abroad Experience and his whole international ed journey. And then on Thursday, you're going to get to hear the update. Where is Rich Kurtzman now? What is he doing? How is BSAE doing in this sort of middle of the pandemic world that we live in. Now, before we get into the show, I want to remind you all that this Thursday, I'm hosting a free online live webinar on Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Central. And it's all about how to land your dream job in global education in the middle of a pandemic and how to get those very competitive jobs in, in international education. And I'm going to be pulling a lot from my own experience of going through a job application process myself in late 2021 and how I was able to land a job that got nearly a hundred applications, very qualified applications, and how I beat out all the competition for that role. And so I'll be giving you all the details on that webinar, including a lot of strategies and ways I approach uh, a job search in general and um, how you need to set yourself apart when you're, somebody's looking at a sea of resumes that all kind of look the same, sound the same. How are you going to get to the top of that pile and actually land an interview and land a job offer? So that's going to be inside this webinar coming up on Thursday. Just go to the link down below um, in the description or just go to insidestudyabroad.com slash workshop to register. Yes, there will be a replay, but you have to register to get access to that limited time replay. So I will see you at the workshop. Now let's go to the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Inside Study Rod. I'm Brooke Roberts, and today I'm talking with the awesome Rich Kurtzman. We're Hello. actually here in beautiful Barcelona. Yeah, we're that lucky. We're at the WISTIC Conference, the World Youth and Travel Conference. Rich was awesome enough to sit down and have an interview with me. So a little bit about Rich and his background. He uh, started his career in uh, study abroad working as an on-site director here in Spain. And um, right now he's the director and founder of a study abroad program called Barcelona Study Abroad Experience. 
So yeah. thanks for being here, Rich. Well, thanks for uh, coming to visit me. So the funny thing about Rich is I met him when at a regional conference and I didn't know anyone, so I kept bothering him at his table and I'm pretty sure he was like, go away, I need to talk to other people. It was, it was annoying until I saw you karaoke. And then yeah. Like, oh. Girl's all right. She's good. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. So well, let's start off like I do with every interview. Tell me about your first study abroad experience. How did you get involved in all this? Okay, yeah. I actually never left the United States until my sophomore year in college, but I was a quick convert. I mm -hmm. studied in St. Petersburg, Russia mm -hmm. for a summer. Okay, cool. And yeah, it just opened my eyes to all the possibilities. Mm -hmm. I was studying Russian at the time, didn't know it very well, but I was mm -hmm. able to go to Russia, fell in love with it, made lots of language mistakes, uh, and, and really got to see the rest of the world. Yeah. And that was the start. What made you want to study Russian? I don't know exactly. I, I had an extra class to take uh -huh. in freshman year of college. <laughs> and it fit. <laughs> and I thought, I like languages. Yeah. It fit. And there was another reason, actually, because if you, at my school, if you majored in any language, you had to study abroad. It mm -hmm. was mandatory. Oh. So I was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, I ended up double majoring Spanish and Russian. Where'd you go? Illinois Wesleyan University. Okay. Well, tell us a little bit about BSAE, Barcelona Study Abroad Experience, and okay. how you founded it and how that got started. So I've been in Barcelona since 2002. Uh, working in study abroad, and I worked in study abroad before that in Chicago. And uh, I had been, I'd led two groups of high school students in Spain, I'd been on volunteer groups before, I'd studied abroad twice myself, interned abroad myself. Mm -hmm. And I finally thought, look, I'm going to take everything that I've learned from all these other programs and all my other experiences and put it into a program I think gives everything that yeah. I want. If I were a student studying abroad again, this is the kind of program I'd want to go yeah. to. Very cool. Um, I can't say enough awesome things about Rich because I think he's really developed the, probably the perfect study abroad program. It combines uh, all the support that you know, all know students kind of need nowadays with that cultural immersion, which mm. you can talk more about that stuff later too. So you run a provider program. There's no getting around that. And I think it's awesome and great. Everybody send your students to Barcelona for Rich. Thank but you. not every provider is great, and we know this. I mean, we know enough people in our field that not everyone's that great. So how, what, maybe one, two, three things would you tell a student or parent or anybody who's watching who might, how do I pick between all these programs? How do I yeah. discern whether it's a legit, good program or not? Yeah, well, there's a lot out there, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and I, if I were a student again, I would look at what is the, what is provided with the program, what's included, mm -hmm. right? And, and who are the on-site staff, I think is important. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just saying that because I'm not the only one who works here, but yeah. my staff is, is great. Uh -huh. And everyone that comes through, mm -hmm. one of the top feedback we get is the staff in Barcelona was awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so who is the staff? Uh, are they locals or is it someone like me who's, who's from Chicago, but has been living here for 10 years mm -hmm. and knows the city really well? And then what kind of activities are included? Are they just the typical, tourist activities that you're gonna yeah, like a see. Tour and yeah that everyone does yeah or are you gonna do some some special thing like our activities that are always the most popular are the salsa class that we do with local students here the cooking class like to learn paella how to make paella um, those are the ones hands-on experiences not a tour saying hey, did you know in this year this building was built yeah. by someone you're gonna forget the name and you second. can do that easy enough on your own you can go on a yeah. hop on hop off bus tour on your own right? yeah yeah so so is the program really dedicated to showing you the real city that you're gonna be mm -hmm. in the real culture that you're in mm -hmm. that's something I would look for first um, um, price isn't always an uh, indicator, you know, the most expensive programs doesn't mean you're going to get the most. Mm -hmm. So you have to look in and see, okay, I'm going to pay X amount of dollars, but then wait a second, I've also got to pay for this on top of that and this mm -hmm. on top of that. Right. I'm looking at that and then I would talk to other students who have been there mm -hmm. and find out what what's the real story that's mm -hmm. not just in the glossy catalogs and right. beautiful websites. Right. But yeah, totally. 
Yeah, and anybody can have a really pretty website easily. Um, yeah. Not me, clearly. But, uh, you know, a lot of people can. It's really easy to get developed and, you know, you can outsource that kind of stuff really easily. Yeah. One of the cool things I, when it comes back to what you said about on-site staff, I think is really important is that most people don't realize that a lot of programs don't have really anybody on site, either one, to support you or two, to help you bridge that gap between I'm an American and now I have to enter this new culture. And one yeah. of the cool things about Rich, we'll plug for you, mm-hmm. is that he has done tons of intercultural communication consulting. So yeah. you have talked both from the American perspective to Spanish, Spanish back to American. Yeah. How do you integrate? How do you communicate? How do you really get to know each other so that you yeah. can do business or what have you? So I think that's a really cool thing too. Yeah, again, one of the things that we like to do is is I think about, all right, if I'm going on this program as a student, what do I want? Yeah. And so if I were gonna go to India, I want someone that is going to take me to the not just the touristy places, mm-hmm. but they're going to walk me around and show me this is what a typical uh, meal would look like. Mm-hmm. This is what a typical festival looks like. Right. Yeah. To really get to know it, because otherwise you're just scratching the surface. And don't you do something you call cultural encounters or something? Yeah. What, yeah. Tell, tell them about that. So part of our, uh, my philosophy is that you you want to take students out and provide certain activities mm-hmm. for them, but you also need to give space because that's part of study brought us to grow and become more independent. So we do these things called culture encounters, where, for example, we'll say, say to the students, all right, you've got these tasks. Mm-hmm. Go to uh, an open air market, go to a grocery store, and go to a corner store, mm-hmm. and find out what are the, what are the differences between all those things, mm-hmm. and what do you observe? Mm-hmm. So they'll see like they'll see the Spanish people, the local people with their carts, their mini yeah. carts yeah. there. They'll see them uh, buying fresh fruit and vegetables and hardly anything frozen. Yeah. And then to compare that back to the United States or their own culture, wherever they're coming from, and also get some tangible, practical things. So they have to come away with five different vocabulary words. Yeah. And it, so it gets them out and doing those things that they should do anyway. Mm-hmm. And another one that I like is we tell them to go take the metro out to someplace they've never been before, mm-hmm. someplace out of the touristy city center, mm-hmm. and find out about it. Go talk to people. Go to a cafe mm-hmm. and ask them how long has it been there, what's their, what are the clientele like. Mm-hmm. And it just forces, gives an extra push to get someone out mm-hmm. of their comfort zone a yeah. little bit more. And I think it's always great, too. It's, like it's hard, especially when you're learning a language, to get over that fear of, like, I'm going to mess up. Yeah. So, so if you, but you asked them questions they'll tell you i yeah. mean and get them talking about things they hear about like their business their family or history yeah. all that stuff so and you realize really cool you thing. make a mistake and it's not a problem when i was in st petersburg uh, i made a, a pretty big mistake with <laughs> language where to, to make a long story short i thought that i knew the word for apple juice and yeah. i went to the store and was pointing to the cl- to the to the woman that was working there asking her for apple juice and i was really calling her uh Bad name. A very bad name. <laughs> a very bad name. I didn't realize it until I got home and asked my director. And he said, yeah, you were calling her, uh, I would say, yeah. Um, yeah. a family mm-hmm. show like mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> Never I'll, put the it, word. I'll put it in the text below. How about that? Okay, so yeah. one of the cool things I, I like about you is because you're so young, you're so energetic, you clearly have an amazing passion for all of this and a lot of great experience. One of the things we're always trying to do with Study Abroad is not just talk about these intrinsic things that you get out of it that you grow and you learn and you love other people and cultures and blah 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 it's all great we love it and we believe in it but at the end of the day mom and dad future employers see it, see it as an investment. yeah they're yeah. like oh, what is the value in this where yeah. where am i going to get a return on this investment so what are some things that you would give as advice on what you can do during your study abroad experience that's going to make it that much more attractive when it's listed on a resume or in a cover letter. Yeah. Other than, yeah, I partied every weekend. Obviously, you're going to have fun, of course. But yeah. what are some cool things that you can be able to say, well, during my experience, I did this. Yeah. And it brought me to this. And that was valuable because of this. Whatever. 
I talked to a woman who is the head of recruiting for IBM for interns. Mm -hmm. She said they get 3,000 resumes every year. Mm -hmm. She said the first thing that she looks for is a previous internship experience mm -hmm. somewhere. And the second thing is a study abroad experience, mm -hmm. international experience. And uh, everything else gets thrown away. IBM in the United States or here? In the United States. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. yeah. Everything else gets thrown away. Yeah. Okay. So a student coming to study abroad is already taking that one step wow, forward. Wow, that's amazing. A student coming to intern abroad has got the first two steps that yeah. I've done. But the next steps for me are being able to talk about the program. Because mm -hmm. you go in for a job interview and I said, oh, I see you studied abroad in, in Barcelona. And, and if you say, oh yeah, it was awesome. It yeah. was amazing. That doesn't get you anywhere. Mm -hmm. but you need to you need to make a really intangible experience tangible mm -hmm. for them. Yeah. So I think a student needs to learn how to talk about the experience and articulate it in a way that's going to impress an interviewer. Can you give me an example? Yeah. So one thing that we do here, for example, before students and interns go home, we do a, a re-entry workshop mm -hmm. and uh, we talk about it. So I don't want the first experience of them talking about their their study abroad experience for a job interview in that job interview. Mm -hmm. So we sit there and say, okay, um, tell me about your experience. Mm -hmm. And they usually say, um, yeah, no, it was great. I learned so much and I think I really grew. Like, Okay, uh, we need more meat there. Yeah, yeah. Meat. they need the words <laughs> yeah. to do it. So mm -hmm. we, we've got a, a little worksheet that they, they answer some mm -hmm. questions and it gives them the words to go into an interview, mm -hmm. to put on the resume, put in a cover letter. Mm -hmm. We yeah. do mock interviews right. uh, back and forth with the other students. Right. And, and everyone comes out of it mm -hmm. so much more confident about talking about their experience. Mm -hmm. Well, obviously, with an internship, they're probably going to have like a project or something they worked on. But yeah. when you're studying, I, I used to coach students and say, well, Tell me about something bad that happened to you mm. while you were here. Um, yeah. Something bad that was just like, oh, it was stressful. Something crazy happened. You didn't have to get yourself out of it. And you can talk about problem solving skills, mm. keeping cool, under pressure, things right. like that, that would translate then to the type of work they might be applying yeah. for. Yeah, so. or uh, uh, working in another culture, for mm -hmm. example. That is something that everyone is looking for these days. Yeah. Uh, keeping your sense of humor in difficult situations. situations yeah. yeah. A typical interview question is tell me about a challenge you've been through. Yeah. Yeah. And most people studying abroad, it goes through the challenge, whether mm -hmm. it's just culture shock at the beginning mm -hmm. or an example like you gave, mm -hmm. I missed my flight back and I had to figure out yeah. and I had to keep my cool yeah. and my friends were freaking out so I took the leadership role mm -hmm. in it. Yeah, exactly. There's so much more than students really don't realize until you point it out to them, mm -hmm. uh, what they get from the experience. Yeah. Makes the parents happy because it's their investment is mm -hmm. paying off. Makes the students more confident, mm -hmm. which is a lot, means a lot. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about studying in Barcelona. It's one of the most sought after destinations you know, in terms of students searching for study abroad, everyone wants to come to Barcelona. Um, what are, you, you've been here for 10 years, you've seen the gamut from somebody who doesn't speak the language at all, as they walk up the plane, doesn't even want to study the language, to cultural immersion, mm -hmm. learning the language. What are three misconceptions, maybe not three, but what are some misconceptions or myths about studying abroad in Barcelona that right. you think people need to know? First of all, now that you've been here for a little while, you see why everyone's coming to Barcelona. Oh yeah, it's an amazing city. I, last time I was here, I was 16 years old, so it's. I remember Gaudi, 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 and then we left. Yeah. So um, no, but I love Spain in general. But this is a beautiful yeah. city. I've never been in a city where so many people in the first day say, "I need to stay here longer. Yeah. I need to come back." Mm -hmm. I was only going to be here for two years, and I'm going on 10 now. Yeah, I just it sucked me in. Uh, but there are some misconceptions about Barcelona, and the number one by far is, and even some professors say this, is that you can't learn Spanish in Barcelona mm. because they speak Catalan here. Mm -hmm. So the truth is they speak Catalan, but mm -hmm. the truth is everyone is bilingual and mm -hmm. speaks Spanish and Catalan. Mm -hmm. And where do students actually learn Spanish? 
in their classes. Mm -hmm. So they have to be taking intensive language classes, mm -hmm. which they do here. Uh, in homestays, for example, speaking with people in language exchange in Tercambio, they'll be speaking Spanish with them. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they'll meet people that speak Catalan, and some of the signs are in Catalan. Mm -hmm. But because a sign is in Catalan, to say exit doesn't mean you're not going to learn in Spanish how to say exit. Mm -hmm. You just actually, it's a bonus because you're learning a little, a little bit, bit more than yeah. language. Yeah. And especially for Americans, I think it's good to live in a city that's, that's bilingual. It's so foreign to most cities in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So the students come out learning so much Spanish, uh, go back to the professors who said that they can't learn it in Barcelona and mm -hmm. say, actually, I yes, yeah. yeah, I did. Um, and they, they get this experience in a bilingual, bicultural city. There's so many Catalan aspects and cultural aspects that are great uh, and not in the rest of Spain. That's, that's one myth. Another myth is maybe the people that think, oh, you're in a big city in Europe and it's going to be like any other big city in Europe. And, and that's not true. Uh, Barcelona really has its own culture and flair, and we try to get the students to see that by taking them out to the countryside, taking them to different parts of the city, um, and, and really seeing that there is a difference in Catalonia, and it's a great difference. Well, one, one thing I, I've always heard too, and I, I think I've even you know been weary of it a little bit too when I was an advisor, was any given spring or summer semester, given all the providers that are located in Barcelona, mm. there might be anywhere from 500 to 2,500 yeah. American college students yeah. running around the city in various programs and universities. Right, right. Um, do, do you notice it? Is it is it hard to integrate because there's such a a large presence of Americans, or is it? No, you you know, there's there's 1.6 million people yeah. in the city of Barcelona, mm -hmm. so you do notice it if you go to only those places where <laughs> where some students tend to go. And that's why part of my goal is to show there's another part of Barcelona. Yeah. And the other thing that I would say is that not every student can go to Mali, and not every student wants to go to a small town in South America where they can only speak Spanish. Yeah. And if we don't provide opportunities for those students to get abroad, they might not go abroad at all. Yeah. So, so for those students that are uh, not as as ready to go to those other destinations, they can come to Barcelona. And for students that are ready to get completely locally involved, they can do that also here. They can speak Spanish the entire time they're here. They can take classes in Spanish with Spaniards. They can live with Spaniards. So I think it, it offers something for everyone where other destinations are only for a certain segment. Yeah, that's true. All right, and then my last question for everyone is always, uh, if you could do it all over again, go back in time, you've never studied abroad, knowing everything you know now, mm -hmm. where would you study abroad in life? And so my second choice would probably, I think I'd go to China because I think Mandarin, um, after Spanish, Mandarin is uh, a language mm -hmm. that's going to be very important to be able yeah. to speak Chinese. It's going to be very important these days. Go China. I live in China, so I, I fully support that, that choice. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, thank you, Rich. It was awesome. Uh, this thank is Inside you. Study Abroad, Rich Kersman from Barcelona Study Abroad Experience. Thanks, you can check him out at barcelonasae.com. That's right. right? Okay. Um, wait, I'm in Spain, so I should sign off in Spain. Adios. Adios and dos besos. Yeah. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. Ah, sweet. Yay. <laughs> okay. Got to kiss, bro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you enjoyed that throwback episode with Rich Kurtzman of Barcelona Study Abroad Experience. I will have all of his details linked down below so you can go check him out, connect with him on LinkedIn, check out 
all the things that are going on with BSAE. And of course, don't forget to register for our upcoming webinar this Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Time. I would love to see you there if you are trying to land a job or level up your career in global education. This is the perfect webinar and training for you. You'll also get to learn about the Global Pro Institute and how you can join our final group cohort coming up in a few weeks and and how you can ac get access to that training that community that coaching from me etc so i will hope to see you on thursday remember that every day you postpone a dream you weaken it a little so get out there and make some magic happen cheers